Just like we thought, the hot stove is heating up leading up to the winter meetings. Jacob deGrom is no longer a member of the New York Mets as he signs with the Texas Rangers and leaving the National League. A lot of other big moves going on as well. Still nothing yet on the Braves side of things, although there were a couple of rumors involving the Braves on a Friday, including an interest in a catcher in Sean Murphy. We'll discuss that. I'll answer your questions on a mailbag episode of a Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani, and you can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. This entire podcast, or most of it, is coming from those comments on Twitter. So make sure you are following us there. Send in any questions you have for the podcast. If you're new, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell as well. And as always, thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. This is going to be a Friday mailbag episode, what I typically do during the off seasons. And I'm going to get to your questions. And if you have any other questions you want answered, submit them in the chat now. Or if you're watching the replay, submit them in the comment section down below on YouTube. I'll get to those as well. But I want to start with the news because we ended up having a really big news day on Friday. A couple of rumors involving the Braves that we'll discuss. But I think we got to start off talking about Jacob deGrom. And I know this isn't you know, necessarily a, a direct uh, reflection on the Braves, but obviously playing in the Mets, he's no longer going back to the Mets, one of the Braves' biggest rivals in the NL East. I think that's pretty huge. If he wasn't going to go to the Braves, and I never thought he was, at least he didn't go back to the Mets. And even more than that, he's not even in the National League anymore. He's going to the Texas Rangers on a five-year deal worth a hundred and 85 million dollars he's going to make 30 million this upcoming season then 40 million in 2024 and 2025 38 million in 2026 and then 37 million in 2027 so while i love all your questions that you ask me i'm not gonna lie i'm a little happy not to answer this jacob de question anymore because I would have loved it, and it's not my money. Give it to him. I think he's the best pitcher of this generation for sure, maybe one of the best pitchers of all time. He was never coming to the Braves, and maybe there was interest. I'm sure you know all the talk out there, there was interest in him coming to Atlanta. I don't doubt that. Why would you not want to play for this Atlanta Braves team and all the young talent that they have, uh, fun city, a uh, fun new ballpark and the uh, area around it? But the Braves aren't paying a pitcher in their late 30s, $40 million a year. That's just not how Alex Anthopoulos works. So, again, I never thought that was happening, but I understand the the optimism and the potential excitement for signing somebody like DeGrom. Good for Texas, who spent a lot of money last offseason getting Simeon and, and Seager, and they're certainly trying to do big things over there with their new ballpark. So, 
glad he's not in the National League anymore. We won't have to face him quite as much. Um, but that is a, a big deal with some big news on Friday. Rico Baker says, hey, Jake, are you having a celebratory drink to DeGrom heading to Texas? Um, I don't I don't drink, but I am pretty excited about DeGrom going or leaving the National League. Like I said, I never thought he was coming to the Braves. So it's next best thing. He leaves the National League. So I am certainly happy to see that and happy for him. He's getting that big payday. It sounds like he didn't even really give the Mets a chance to give a final offer, which is just so bizarre. I don't really know what happened with DeGrom in New York, but it just sounds like he really wanted out of there. Uh, I do think it is curious now, you know, bringing it back to how this affects the Braves. Really curious to see what the Mets do in response to this because you're losing Jacob DeGrom. Again, maybe the best pitcher of this generation, one of the best pitchers out there. That's a big blow to the rotation. Um, are they going to pivot, and do they sign either Verlander or Rodon? I said when I did the NL East offseason preview, I thought they get one of those big three, whether it's DeGrom, Verlander, or Rodon. I always just assumed it was going to be DeGrom, but now we'll see how they pivot. Do they go hard after Justin Verlander? Do they go uh, with a big deal for Carlos Rodon? I think the Mets uh, certainly need to get one of those two guys because you can't replace a Jacob DeGrom, but one of those guys certainly – uh, gives you the best chance of doing so. There's also was a trade on Friday. Colton Wong of the Brewers, uh, formerly of the Brewers, traded to the Mariners for Jesse Winker and Abraham Toro. Interesting move. I don't know what the Brewers are doing necessarily. Um, I think they're trying to win. Um, I, I know they do have a young pri prospect, Bryce Terang, who they're wanting to put it second base. So Wong was a little bit expendable for them. They get, you know, Jesse Winker, a guy looking for a bounce back season. Abraham Toro maybe still has a little bit of, of upside as a younger player. I get all that. I'm just curious what this means for Willie Adamas. Everything I've been hearing from the Brewers side of things is that they have no interest in trading him, uh, but certainly, you know, would love that to be an option. And I'll say this, and we're going to get into the shortstop position here in a second. The Brewers go into this next season trying to compete. Things aren't looking good by the trade deadline. That's why I, that's why I kind of think the Braves, if they don't get Swanson, and again, we're gonna we're gonna go deeper into this in some of your questions, but they stick it out with Arcia, maybe go get a stopgap, continue grooming Grissom for a shortstop. You get into the season and things just aren't working out at shortstop. Grissom isn't ready, you know. Arcia or whoever else you're signing to put there on a short-term deal is not working out, then maybe you can go out at the deadline and get somebody like Adamas. Maybe somebody else becomes more available. But either way, I'm curious. I think the Brewers are a very interesting team. They have obviously some pitchers as well. There's been some talk of Corbin Burns um, being traded. I hope that's not the case. I hope you know he stays uh, with the Brewers. Love to see teams like that keep those guys unless they want to trade him to the Braves. But um, just thought that was an interesting move all around. Chris Martin, old friend of the Braves, signed a two-year, $17.5 million deal with the Boston Red, so Red, Red Sox. In my Boston accent right there. Um, he was really good last year, so certainly deserving. Just kind of crazy what we've seen with Chris Martin, who was really good for the Braves at time. I just cannot get that 2019 game out of my mind against the Cardinals where Braves are winning. Chris Martin's coming in in the eighth inning to to – to be the setup man, and he gets injured, doesn't throw a pitch. Luke Jackson has to be thrust into the game. The Braves blow game one of that series and go on to lose it. 
that one still stings a little bit for me. I was there, so obviously it hurt a little bit more. Um, but that's not what we should remember Chris Martin for. He had some good, good seasons with the Braves, but he got a big deal with the Red Sox. Speaking of big deals, Zach Eflin got three years and $40 million from the Tampa Bay Rays, a team we don't typically see spend a lot of money. So, you know, if the Rays are signing a pitcher for that much, they see something in Zach Eflin. So, uh, you're, uh, I tweeted this out. If you're a fantasy baseball own, owner, go out and get some stock in Zach Eflin because Ray's signing him for pretty big money. I think that speaks to what they think about him and what he could become. Not sure how they're going to use him. Signing that money, I got to figure they're putting him back in the starting rotation. You know, they obviously use that term loosely, could be some sort of opener, but uh, that's pretty big money for the Rays to be spending. And then there was some news. On Dansby Swanson, I was reported the Phillies had a meeting with Dansby Swanson as well as the other three big free agent shortstops. Look, Dansby's going to do what he Dansby needs to do, and going and meeting with other teams, seeing what they have to offer is the right thing to do. But just the idea of him sitting in a room with the Phillies kind of makes me cringe. I could not stand seeing him in a Phillies uniform, and I don't think he goes there. I think they're the favorites for. Trey Turner at the moment, but you know, he's going out there. He's seeing what other teams have to offer. Again, I've been saying it. I think Alex Anthopoulos best deal is on the table. And I think he's just waiting on Dansby to go out there and see what kind of deal he can give. He can get a better deal and just how much better of a deal he can get. He didn't take that back to the Braves and say, Hey, can you match this? Can you get closer? I really think that's where we're at with Dansby at this point. So he's looking at his options, but that is one option that would be, Really hard uh, to look at if he went to the Phillies. So a ton of news on Friday. I think there's going to be a ton of news coming out over the weekend. The winter meeting starting on Sunday. So we certainly have a lot to go to, but it is really starting to heat up right now. And certainly am glad for that. All right, next, we're going to get into your questions. Obviously got a lot of questions about Dansby Swanson in the shortstop position. Who's a, a sneaky player, trade candidate the Braves could look at if things don't work out with Dansby? We'll talk about that next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, NBA, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So, of course, anytime this offseason, just like last offseason with Freddie Freeman, you ask for questions, you get several Dansby Swanson questions. So, this is going to be the Dansby Swanson segment here. Chris Baker says, let's say there's no Swanson. Who's a sneaky get at shortstop? Maybe a young guy that's more defensive-minded. Braves have been used to the defense there. I don't think they can go backwards at that position. So I don't really know necessarily of any sneaky young names. I think we're in an age now where everything's been explored at this point. I'm going to mention one name that I hadn't thought of until somebody brought it to my attention, and I apologize. I didn't I didn't write down the name, and I don't remember where it was, but somebody had mentioned uh, Ha Sung Kim of the Padres, and 
I didn't really think about that because the Padres are obviously a contending team. They have Tatis coming back, but from what I hear, they're looking at moving him into the outfield, potentially moving him to left field and keeping Kim at shortstop. Now there's reports that the Padres are very interested in Trey Turner and have already had a couple of meetings with him. If they do that and there is some interest in moving Kim, I think he becomes a very interesting option for the Atlanta Braves. He had a 5.1 war last year. He was a really solid defensive player, and he's not making a lot of money, making $7 million in 2023 and $8 million in 2024 with a $2 million buyout in 2025. I mean, that's nothing. That wouldn't even put the Braves over their, the luxury tax right now. Now, he doesn't hit the ball hard. He is not the typical Braves hitter. He doesn't hit the ball hard, but he doesn't strike out. He doesn't whiff or chase a lot. He has some speed. So, again, I would like seeing more of that type of hitter in the Braves lineup. I think he still can give you you know, double-digit pop. He did last year but it's more in the 10 to 15 range instead of the 20 to 25 range like we're used to having with Dansby Swanson. So I think that maybe could be a sneaky option if the Padres do decide to go after Turner or they want to keep Tatis at shortstop and Kim becomes available. I think that it could be a very solid option under control for a couple more years, really good defensively. I mean, he'd be a bottom of the order bat for the Braves. I wouldn't expect much offensively. But I think it could be a, a solid you know, option, especially, if, again, if you think Von Grissom and Von Grissom may have to be in that trade. I'm not, so, I'm not sure what the Braves would need to give up there in order to make that deal happen. Maybe the Padres is looking for some more pitching, you know, maybe an Ian Anderson swap uh, in that scenario. Um, but I think Kim could be an interesting option. Other pe- players already mentioned, you know, Ahmed Rosario for, from the Guardians, uh, Willie Adamas from the Brewers. Or some other, you know, potential trade options out there that'll be really good defensively. So you wouldn't lose much there. And guys that have a couple of years of control. Caleb Hudgens says, Will the Braves go after Correa, Turner, or Bogarts if they don't sign Dansby? I don't I don't believe so. I've been saying all along, I think in the shortstop market, the free agent market, I think it's Dansby or bust for the Braves. I will say if Bogarts is available and the 25 million dollar a year range and again this is assuming the braves are able or willing to blow past the luxury tax and spend big i think bogarts could be worth it Uh, his numbers were really good defensively at shortstop last year obviously a really good hitter i think bogarts may get more around 28 million a year which i think would kind of take him certainly out of the braves price range but He'd be the only other player that I could see maybe the Braves being willing to spend on. I don't think they're going to go for Turner or Correa, who are likely going to command $30 or more a year. Um, But I I personally think it's either Dansby, or they look through the trade market, or they go with Vaughn Grissom. And then Braden Griff says, if Dansby leaves, who who will we replace him with, a big name or internal? Again, I think if Dansby leaves, I honestly think it's internal. I think if – and Dansby's already left. He's a free agent. But if the Braves don't bring Dansby back, I personally right now, if I'm predicting, I think they go with, you know, Arcia. Maybe they sign uh, an Elvis Andrus or a Jose Iglesias to kind of stopgap things at shortstop and then continue to let Von Grissom work on things at AAA for a little bit and then maybe bring him up later in the year. Or like I said earlier, if that's not working out, then maybe during the season you look to trade 
for a shortstop, a little bit harder to do during the season. But I just personally believe if they don't get Dansby, I think they really go down the route of grooming Von Grissom for that position, whether or not they think he can start the year there. I don't know. That's going to be a decision they have to make, but I just think that's where they go. And then I think maybe they pivot and look for somebody, look for a bat in left field to make an upgrade there. But in my mind, at shortstop this offseason, it's it's Dansby or Bust, not really knowing what's available on the trade market. A couple more questions. Baltimore Braves fan says, any predictions for the Rule 5 draft next week? Uh, do you think the Braves take anyone or any players from the Braves that get drafted? Braves do have two 40-man spots open right now, so they would be able to take somebody in the Rule 5 draft if they wanted to. I doubt there's going to be anybody worth taking available when the Braves pick. They go in reverse order of last year's standing, so I believe the Braves would either pick 27th or 26th. I'm not sure who gets the tiebreaker there over the Mets, but I assume the Braves would get the the deeper spot because they won the division. So I don't think the Braves take anybody and I just don't know who all is available. I know baseball America goes deep into the rule five draft, but I believe that content is behind a paywall, but I just, I'm just not sure who all would be available. That would be a major upgrade that the Braves would carry on their roster all year long. Cause when you take somebody in the rule five draft, they have to be on your active roster the entire season. So I don't think the Braves take anybody. Um, I could see a team taking a shot on some of the Braves players that are going to be available. You know, somebody like a, a William Woods or a Victor Vodnik or an Indigo Diaz, somebody that, you know, another team could throw in their bullpen, a rebuilding team, maybe takes a shot on one of those guys, throws them in the bullpen and see if they can, you know, get going. Um, maybe a rebuilding team takes a chance on Drew Lugbauer and puts them as their DH and see how that power plays at the big league level. But that'd probably be it. Typically, you'll see pitchers taking in these Rule 5 drafts because the team can just stash them in the bullpen and see what happens. Uh, so wouldn't surprise me there if we see the Braves get a couple of arms taken in the Rule 5 draft. And then uh, Christopher Shaffey says, what do you think of the Braves asking about Sean Murphy? So uh, this is a big topic point I really wanted to get to because I had a couple of people ask me about this. This is Ken Rosenthal reporting this from a major league source saying that the Braves have checked in on A's catcher Sean Murphy. Now, that is surprising, and I honestly have no idea where the Braves would be going with this, and I know that's why I'm on here, to, to try to give you my opinion and my thoughts. I have no clue. Let me know in the comments. Let me know in the chat. What would the Braves be thinking going after Sean Murphy? What could the Braves offer the A's for Sean Murphy, I'm assuming they'd have to throw in a, a good chunk of pitching in that type of deal uh, because Sean Murphy, you know, pretty uh, high trade target right now for a lot of teams looking for catching. But I just don't see it. I'll say this, and Ken Rosenthal kind of hinted to this in his article, that perhaps trading for Sean Murphy opens up the door for the Braves to trade William Contreras. If the Braves don't think William Contreras has grown enough behind the plate as a signal caller, you know, blocking pitches, which I think he has, I thought he did a tremendous job of that in 2022. And again, if he continues like that, I can see him being the future catcher of the Braves. But if the Braves don't feel that with William Contreras and they think they can trade him to, and he has a lot of value, obviously coming off an all-star season 
and they think his value is so high right now that they could trade him for a shortstop for a, a big upgrade for starting pitching or a big upgrade in left field. If they think that deal is out there and it involves William Contreras, then perhaps that makes sense. But trading for Sean Murphy, it would have to lead to other moves. I think they're already most likely going to be trading Manny Pena. I don't think they're moving Travis Darno. They love Travis Darno behind the plate and he's not making a ton of money neither is William Contreras that's why I don't know why they would be looking at Sean Murphy other than he's a really good catcher he had a 5.1 war last year he had 3.3 war the year before that and just 119 games so he is a a really good catcher Braves had the best catching tandem in all of baseball last year so again I think they only look into that first of all you know I'm sure AA's checking on everything and doing his due diligence as a good general manager should. But I think if you're you're interested in Sean Murphy, it's because you think that you have another deal lined up elsewhere to upgrade another part of the team again. And, and I would have to assume that that's trading William Contreras, that there are some teams out there that would be interested in William Contreras. And so you trade for Sean Murphy, who has three years of control, and you trade William Contreras for – Again, an upgrade at shortstop uh, or left field or, or starting pitcher or something like that. That's the only thing I can think of. If you can think of another reason why the Braves need a fourth catcher um, and would be willing to give up some pretty significant prospects for that, uh, let me know in the comment section down below. would love to hear from you on that. All right, next I'm going to come back and I'm going to take a look at some of your questions and comments in the chat section, and then we'll close things out on a mailbag episode. All right, thanks again for joining me on this late Friday night edition of the Lockdown Braves Mailbag. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, Hines says, I agree with what you've said in the past. The grounds money is better spent on a shortstop left fielder. Our rotation is already lethal with Max Freed, Kyle Wright, Spencer Strider, Charlie Morton, and Elder Soroka Muller. Um, I'm right there you know, with you. I think, I think this Braves rotation is good. And look, if nothing else works out, you know, and the the Degrom talks negotiations had you know gone on, and you saw, okay, we can't get a shortstop, we can't get a left fielder, let's just go big on starting pitching, and then you wanted to sign Degrom, then maybe. But I do think the Braves' rotation right now is good, and certainly, you know, if everybody's pitching like they're capable of, it's more than good enough to win a World Series. I don't know that the Braves' shortstop position or left field position is good enough right now. So certainly uh, some more pressing needs there. Uh, Doc's card says, I don't think DeGrom would have been a worthwhile signing for the Braves. I'd much rather see them retain Swanson at all costs. I don't know about it at all costs. Look, I'm very weary of going over $20 million a year for Dansby Swanson. I I said last offseason that you know $16 million is the highest that I would go. I even think going into last year, you could have gotten him for, you know, 15 million a year uh, 18 million right now is kind of where I'm at where I would feel comfortable you're probably gonna have to feel a little bit uncomfortable in order to sign them and maybe go to 20 22 million a year that to me makes me a little uncomfortable but I but I do think I do hope that they bring Dansby Swanson back uh, Jane said that Bogart is the only answer I do like Bogarts I just think he's gonna be more in that 28 million dollar a year range again if you were to come down to 25 million a year, uh, for you know six years, I would 
I would take that. I would honestly take that over, over Dansby at 22, 25 million a year. Um, uh, Mary Ann Smith says Dansby, I hope he stays with him and Ozzy so well together. Uh, please tell, tell him to stay. I love the team. Um, I do love the pair of, of Ozzy and, and Dansby up the middle. I think they're great together. Um, Doc's card says if the Braves end up keeping Swanson on a big time deal, what would the effect on Albies and Acuna who are on extremely team friendly contracts? Would they eventually be upset with their compensation? So, uh, this is something we've talked about a lot. Matty Vaskurgeon was on MLB Network saying this is going to cause all kinds of clubhouse problems. I don't buy that. Ronald and Ozzy took those deals, and you know, better, you know, wrong or right, you know, they signed those contracts. The Braves did not force them to sign those deals, and they made good money, and they both seem happy. Uh, you watch Ronald Acuna Jr. in the Venezuelan League, and even when he's feeling good and playing with the Braves, you know, he is happy as can be. Ozzy is the happiest person on the Braves team. I just can't look at either one of those guys right now and say that they're upset because they're not getting paid more than other Braves players. And something I think a lot of people don't realize and keep in mind is that Ronnie and Ozzy are going to get their big deals. They're going to get their mega deals. They're still going to hit free agency at a point where they're going to get $100 million contracts. They continue to play at the level that they have. So this is Dansby's one time to get a, a big deal. And he's going to take that opportunity. Ronnie and Ozzy, they will have their opportunity. So no, I don't think that's a problem. I think that's completely overblown. Um, Great C145 says, didn't really seem like Jacob DeGrom got along with uh, Buck Showalter. Uh, I I laugh every time I see the image of, of Buck Showalter caressing Jacob DeGrom in the dugout coming off um, the field. It certainly seemed like Buck liked uh, Jacob DeGrom, but it is just weird. I don't know what the situation was there in New York, but it just seemed like DeGrom was ready to get out. Um, Diego says, Sean Murphy to the Braves, calling it now. What, tell me, give me some more on that, Diego, in the, rather in the chat section here in the comments on YouTube. Why do you think Sean Murphy's coming to the Braves? What are you giving up for Sean Murphy? And then what is the plan if the Braves were to get Sean Murphy? I'd love to hear your feedback on that. Um, Marianne Smith says, William, backup Travis is great. Don't, tell Alex, don't trade him. I, again, it was the best catching, like the Braves catching position was the best in baseball last year when you combine the two i mean i don't know why you would really want to mess that up uh josh josh ghetto says sean murphy may be part of a three-team trade also a works in the dark so i don't believe anything that isn't already announced and that's a great point as well we don't typically hear much of anything as far as rumors go for the atlanta Braves. so if you're reading something uh, i wouldn't put too much stock into it and all gms are doing their due diligence and checking on everybody that's available. Whatever that level of interest is, you know, we don't really know, but you know, any good GM is going to check in on just about every player who's available, see what the cost is, get an idea what the trade market looks like. Um, so certainly, you know, think I don't think there's a lot there with the Sean Murphy deal. I, you know, if I'm wrong, and as uh, Diego said, if he's calling Sean Murphy to the Braves. Uh, I will certainly eat my words there, but I just I can't see that 
happening. I can't see the Braves giving up the prospect capital it would take to get a Sean Murphy, but we'll see what happens there. I think these winter meetings are going to be very telling. Um, Great C145 says, tough to replace a gold glove. Talking about Dansby Swanson. It's going to be tough if the Braves don't bring Dansby back and they don't sign one of the other big-time free agents. And if it is Von Grissom, and I'm the one that's been saying all along, I'm not ready to give up on Von Grissom at shortstop and just say he can't handle the position at the big league level. He's 21 years old. However, there is certainly some growth that needs to happen there. And I think that growth likely needs to happen at triple a so if you are wanting to groom him for the shortstop position in the future for the braves i almost feel like you need to send him back to triple a to continue to get that work there and then bring him back up and maybe you get a stopgap at the shortstop position until he deems himself ready defensively uh last comment here matt uh, karcher says maybe the plan is to make Contreras the full-time dh um I'm fine with that too. I think if you made him a full-time DH, I think he would excel in that role. There's never really been any questions about his bat. Again, it all comes back to Ozuna though, because you're paying a lot of money to Marcelo Ozuna right now to be your DH. So you either have to trade him or cut him, or you're going to have 16 million a year just sitting on your bench. And you got Eddie Rosario as well, making 9 million, who I don't really think you want him in left field. I think he's going to be, in that DH role. So like I'm all for, you know, moving William Contreras to the DH. If they think that's what's best for the team, I was really excited about his potential of being the catcher after what I saw last year. And I just think he's made too many, he's made too many good strides there to really just move him to full-time DH in my opinion, but certainly could be part of the plan. I think it's more so if you're trading for Sean Murphy, that you're flipping, Contreras to make an upgrade somewhere else but we'll see what comes to uh works with that um I think and I like what that's kind of where I was going uh Josh said Pena and prospects to the A's for Murphy and then you um go to the Brewers for Adamas and that's kind of where I was going with that if the Brewers were really looking for a catcher that perhaps you trade for Sean Murphy, and then maybe you flip William Contreras and and others, um, or may, I don't know, may not take much else than that uh, to the Brewers for Willie Adamas. But again, everything I'm hearing from the Brewers side of things, they're not really interested in moving Willie Adamas right now. All right, that will do it for this episode of Lockdown Braves. It's going to be a busy weekend and a busy next week here on the podcast. I'm sure we'll have a ton of news coming out of the winter meeting so make sure you're subscribed on youtube make sure you're subscribed to lockdown braves wherever you get your podcast thanks so much for listening thanks as always for making lockdown braves your first listen of each and every day now go make your second listen locked on mlb podcast where mlb expert paul francis solon brings humor passion and a unique perspective and i'm sure he'll be covering every team and everything going on at these winter meetings Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves. You can follow me at ShortstopBall. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time. 
Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 